home, hanging out, chilling, you know, smoking a little bit, drinking a little bit, <laughs> laying back, you know, doing your Wednesday thing. So if you were here listening to me, listening to me and Katarina here, Katarina and I, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you um, tuning in and just, you know, just vibing out and yeah, just psyching out and just doing your thing. Yeah, that was a great start. I've never heard of Los Psychos. I yeah. really liked it. It's yeah. really fun. I like the raspiness and like the little bit of craziness. Yeah, right. <laughs> they are good. They're they're very like, it's like even if it's very, um, like very just like cohesive, in tune kind of a song, like very subtle. The vocals really bring out that like eccentric, you know chaos yeah it makes me want to party yeah right very dance, yeah. you know yeah <laughs> imagine really what fun. they were doing in the 60s listening to this like i know honest, yeah amazing this is wild i can't believe it's from that era yeah right yeah super very, fun yeah love them they're great um yeah they actually um shout out to guillermo the uh, creator of psych radio he actually interviewed los psychos uh i think about a year ago and yeah, it was an absolutely great interview. Uh, I can't believe he got that that show with them. But yeah, that was yeah. They're very influential, very legendary. And um, we are going to play Anna for you, which is the first song I ever heard by them. I was absolutely obsessed with it when I first heard it when I moved to San Francisco about five six years ago. And yeah, this is Los Psychos with Anna. I remember you I 
All right, all right, we are back, baby. And it is, once again, it is Low Bar Radio, and you are listening to Psyched SF Radio. Where are we tuning in, tuning in live from the Mission District? And all that last li- song, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, that last song um, is something I've been listening to a lot lately. Um... I listen to it in the morning because I work early and so it's really energetic and I think it's really fun. I've been listening to a lot of like Spanish music lately. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a couple of week- weeks ago we were playing someone that was almost like uh, like a, a Latina, like Jungle Pussy type of like oh, J yeah. Balvin, like Bad Bunny type of vibe. Like Yeah, like I kind of like, it's like club music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Isabella Love Story. Isabella Love Story, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Yeah, I really like her. Nice. She's really fun. I listen to, She's I fun. try to listen to like really energetic music in the morning, which is kind of funny, I guess, because it doesn't really match the, the quiet vibe of working in a in a lab yeah. at seven in the morning <laughs> it's okay because sometimes you need that little um that little like spark i guess to just like ignite your day whether it's like you know music whatever exactly because like when i was going to to school in santa barbara my friend used to drive us to class and he would blast like bass like um he would play um whoa Sorry about that. He would play a lot of like dubstep and like, you know, like a lot of like hard style electronic music. And it was the absolute most garbage music that you could listen to <laughs> on your way to class. Like, first of all, no one wants to start class at 8 a.m. All right, yeah. let's start there. That's the worst Never. thing that you could do to yourself. But then to put dubstep on top of it in the morning dude i used to live with my god who would study to dubstep my god yeah and today they are in a mental <laughs> institution <laughs> because I, there has to be some part of your brain that just like lets that happen <laughs> like to let dubstep in at 8 a.m <laughs> or just study to it you have you you are you're programmed differently you know no, definitely you have to really like the um the chaos mm-hmm. i respect it um uh, yeah i personally i don't <laughs> i personally have to listen to like something without lyrics when i'm like doing oh yeah. Work. yeah okay definitely yeah i think that is yeah that's that's a good point i mean you definitely something with lyrics uh, without lyrics because like you, like when you're studying you need yeah you can't be listening to like even if it's like very slow folky music or whatever, like there's just no way that you could listen to lyrics while studying, like trying to resuscitate and like words and vocabulary and yeah. definitions or whatever. There's no way. I'm like my brain can't work that. Yeah, I <laughs> can't Beethoven. split up like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that. But yeah, no, I definitely respect, you know, people that listen to like more fast, high tempo music when they want to get up in the morning and like start their day, whatever. Um, yeah, respect to them. Definitely. Yeah, what would you say is like your type of music in the morning? Like, do you want something more mellow mm. or do you want something to like wake you up? So that that's a good question. I, I used to be um, aggressive in your face type of wake you up type. Um, you know, music, but as I got older, I started to realize that I, I like more subtle, not too slow, too, you know, um, 
whatever. Like, I just w- I want something to like ease me into my day instead of just punch me in my face. And um, you know, a good like I used to just like chug coffee in the morning, like back in the day, just to like literally like shock my body into like to just like f- like <laughs> like fight or flight mode. Yeah. But uh, now that I'm getting older, I'm like okay, like I have more patience. I think. Than I did, and I I like take my time into like my my um of evolveness of like you know just like the morning. Yeah, you and, like, like ease into it. Ease into it, yeah. yeah. And, like yeah. So I used to be throwing you in your face, like wake you up, shock, like a cold bath. But now I'm like I like to listen to something a little bit more up tempo, but not as crazy. Um, just to kind of ease me into the morning, you know. Okay. Um, which is like, you know, to each his own. It's, you know, if you want to listen to punk, hardcore, whatever in the morning, do you. Do you, baby boo. But for me, I I want something fast tempo, but also subtle. And um, yeah, that's yeah, that's where I think um, I like to start my day off, I guess. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, so you said that you like a little bit more fast paced. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. something to like slap me awake. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice, yeah. What should we play next? I don't know, you know, um, I was kind of, today was kind of a, uh, sorry for the back effects, but um, yeah, I was more in like a just go with the flow type of vibe today. But uh, yeah, I wanted more of like a Latin punk influence. Yeah. But let's just let me see what I've been listening to. I know you've put me on to a lot of music. I really, really like the Los Psychos. Yeah, I'm so glad because I feel like they're very, they're different. It's an acquired like type of like punk or like you know yeah. aesthetic. And it's always nice like listening to the inspiration behind a lot of more well-known musicians. Like mm-hmm. you said, like the Ramones. Absolutely. Found a lot of influence in them, but I've you know I've heard of the Ramones and listened to them, but I've never heard of Lost Psychos. So oh. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Yeah. Um, right now, um, it's a little sloppier show. I'm like bumping mics and it's okay. you know. Um, but next week will be a lot more promoted and a lot more uh, copacetic. But right now we have the one and only Sean Kuti playing. Uh, this is Fella Kuti's son i believe so if you're into like african percussion jazz fusion felicuti is obviously one of the most legendary jazz musicians of all time especially in africa but his son sean kuti and the egyptian 80 are a band that i really really love they're playing in the bay area soon and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about it a lot more when i get back from the restroom (laughs) and yeah so that's where we're at this is sean kuti and the Egyptian 80 with Don't Give That Shit To Me. African uh, political progression song. So yeah, that's where we're at. Enjoy. Don't bring that shit to me. Africa. 
This is Low Bar Radio, and we are back. And we are going to talk a little bit about this song, one of the most beautiful songs, I think, in vocal just music history. And it is Loving You by Miss Minnie Ripperton. And this song um, is just, I mean, absolutely amazing. So today I actually found out something about this song and Minnie Riperton. So apparently, after her first album, um, which had the songs like La Flores on it, and I think this, the album was called Come to My Garden. And uh, so after she came out with her first album, her record company asked her, okay, you know, your second record's coming out. You have money now. We're supporting you. Who do you want to produce your album? She's like, they're like, anybody you want, we'll have you produce their album. We'll have them produce your album. And she was like, Stevie Wonder. I'm surprised they let her choose. Is that common? They, no, it, it isn't. And it's only because they loved her album so much that they let her pick who she wants to have produce her album. And Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder came out during that time, which has like talking book on it and you know all these great songs, Sunshine of Your of Your Life. And they were like, absolutely not. They're like, there's no way that we're gonna be able to get Stevie Wonder to produce this album. And they tried. They just asked him, they were like, hey, Minnie Ripperton wants you to produce her album, and he said 100% yes. Wow. He's like, I love Minnie Ripperton. I love her first album, so he'll do it. There's only one issue where he was uh, he was under Motown Records. So during then, like back then, contracts were really strict, so you couldn't produce for other musicians or like play with them. So he was contracted to Motown, and he was like, "There's only one problem: I can't produce a record because Motown won't let me." And then Minnie Riperton's record label was like, "That's no problem. Just give us an alter ego and like a pseudo name." And he was like, okay. And it's just an asterisk. Wait, so a pseudo name. I can't say that word. A pseudo. Pseudo name. So does that mean like give her a pseudo name? Mm-mm. like Him. Because oh. it's his title. So him producing it, he can't produce it as Stevie Wonder. Yeah. He has to produce it as a pseudo. So he did El Negro Bull or something like that, which is like the Black Bull. Yeah. So on this record, it says El ne- produced by El Negro Bull which is Stevie Wonder and his pseudo name. Whoa, that is so cool. And that says and, a lot as like a newer artist. Absolutely. That he was 100% down Backing to produce her it for up, her. Yeah. And back then, this song was not going to be the, the single for the album. And um, the record label was like, we can't produce her husband, who actually also produced, helped produce the album. This is a great song, by the way. This is Les Fleur by Minnie Riperton, which was one of the songs that Stevie Wonder was like, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard it's during so that good. time. Yeah. And um, the record label was like, we can't do Loving You as a single because there's no, um, there's no, uh, they were like, you're a black woman and you can't, there's no one's going to like a song with just a black woman's voice with no bass and no percussion, no rhythm. They're like, your song literally just has a bird chirping and your husband playing guitar. 
And that's why it's so intimate. And that's why it's so intimate. Stevie Wonder, when he went to her house to go help her produce the album, he's like, I just want a demo song. He's like, just sing something, and I want your husband to play guitar. And she's like, all right. So she sings Loving You, he plays guitar, and their windows were open, and birds were chirping. So the bird sounds are just there. They're just it's there, yeah. Stevie was like, we need to add, though. He's like, the bird's chirping right now is a sign that this is a song. Wow. And that is the genius of why, one of the reasons why I, I think Stevie Wonder is the most brilliant genius musician of all time is just hearing birds chirping outside of the window. He was like, we need to keep this in the song and we need to figure this out. But then once they gave it to the record label, they were like, we can't, this is not going to sell. They're like, this is a black woman with a white husband who's making music together and like there's no... There's no bass, there's no percussion, it's not gonna sell. And they Stevie fought for it and was like, no, make this a single. They made it a single and the album uh, so the album when they made it, it ended up not doing really good. But then when they made Loving You a single and put it out there, the album went to number four and ended up being gold. Wow, I love that. And yeah. that's like the beauty and like the necessity of like black artists working together. Because who mm-hmm. knows if he wasn't working with her, oh, she would have ever yes you know, gotten the chance to become a star and, like, been mm-hmm. appreciated by the public. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That is why the black, especially black artists back then, it was like a, it was a community. Like, they all, they literally all helped each other. They all, like, put each other on each other, like, on their backs and, like, just promoted each other and had them feature and collab and produce and, like, all this it was a community of black artists that knew that they weren't appreciated enough in the mainstream and needed to like get out there which is like uh one reason why i love um like uh japanese like just fans and french fans and like european or like asian fans when it comes to like um jazz and soul and stuff they were the ones that always supported black artists back then in the 60s in the 50s 60s 70s it was always like a lot of uh counterculture uh writers and uh directors and musicians always thrived in europe because europeans back then even though they're like you know still you know europe is just as racist like as america don't get me wrong but they supported um, black artists so much more than America did. Like the racism that was during the 60s in Europe was not as like prevalent and as strong as it is um, like now or in, in America. They just appreciated music and art. And um, that's like another reason why I love any type of al- any type of an album is um, live in Tokyo or like there's like you know live in Paris or whatever like. Japanese people always appreciated American artists, especially black artists, you know, which is like why anime, I just found out also, anime, um, the facial features of anime characters were uh, uh, replicated from black people's faces um, in the 70s and 60s because they, um, like Japanese people loved Sidney Portier's face so much, which is like one of the first black actors to become famous. They loved his movies and his facial features so much that they used his face as a reference for all of anime throughout the generations of like wow. Japanese anime. That makes sense also as to maybe why anime is so prominent in black culture it's today. 100%. Yeah. That's literally what I found out was like why a lot of black people 
gravitate towards anime is like it's just kind of natural in a weird way like the facial features were depicted from black people so it was kind of like organic for us to be attracted to to anime in that weird like psyche way you know Um, but yeah shout out to the Japanese people also Japanese live anything I will buy anything that's live in Tokyo and live in Japan because their recordings were so much better back in the 50s and 60s because the designers and engineers that created Japanese music venues they applied the Buddhist temple um design to venues where buddhist temples have like a loud acoustic echo in their like temples where it's like echoes through their chants the creator like designers wanted to do that for music venues in tokyo in japan so whenever they created a japanese like music venue they would apply a buddhist temple acoustic approach which made it which made the recording so much better wow i feel like that should be a standard right yeah <laughs> you, know, you never really think venues, about like the, the maybe not necessarily the like architecture but just like the, the way it's built mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i love yeah. that we are playing uh loving you for a second time because it's why just not so good. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's wednesday afternoon like what what else are you doing on a beautiful wednesday afternoon you are relaxing kicking back maybe you're at the park playing with your dog or your cat or you know whatever you're with your partner you're just having a beautiful sunday or i'm sorry wednesday we wish it was wednesday (laughs) i wish it was sunday sun okay let's first of all sunday and wednesday are so is it like is it just in my brain or wednesday and sunday are literally the same (laughs) <laughs> like it's in, in that brain. type, of, it's in my brain. <laughs> they give off this Wednesday and Sunday give off the same vibes. I kind of, I kind of see it. Thursday and Tuesday give off the same vibe to me. There's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, this song feels like a Sunday, mm-hmm. just relaxing and not thinking about anything stressful. Just a nice, peaceful day. Absolutely, that is a yes. That is a great way to put it. Oh, here we go. Another mini Ripperton song. Ooh, I don't know if I've heard this one. This is Close Your Eyes and Remember. Wow. This, to be honest, even though I love Stevie Wonder, I think her first album is better than the one that Stevie Wonder produced. But, like, for my argument, that was the album that Stevie Wonder listened to and was like, this is the greatest album. Exactly. So So maybe it's his favorite as well. You never uh know. Exactly. And what's this song called? This is... Close Your Eyes and Remember by Miss Minnie Ripperton. Cheese. 
little as an infant's dream. All right, hey, okay. We are back and Adam. Um, so it looks like we might be going on for a little bit longer than we expected, unless the next uh, radio show comes on right now, unless they get ready and start um, setting up. But yeah, so we are here again. We are talking about music, vibing, thriving, and just getting down and groovy with it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, so the next song I'm going to play is, I might have to skip through this uh, mini Ripton song, but it is Todd Ruddergan with Hello, It's Me. And we could talk about a little bit about this this song after, like, you know, any 70s uh, vibes like this in the next segment. Or not in the next segment, but the next time we, we come back from the, the musical break. Yes, hello, it's me. And once again, you are listening to Low Bar Radio on Psyched Radio San Francisco. It is, uh, yes, it is, hello, it is me. It is DJ Naughty by Nature, and I am accompanied by the wonderful... Katarina. Yes, ma'am. We don't have a DJ name yet. It's okay. We'll, She'll get we'll it. find it. <laughs> Sooner or later, it'll happen. It'll be an organic, uh, organic find. But yes, once again, this is Todd Rudgren with Hello to Me.
Yeah, I know I'm living but tomorrow 
patient.